0: This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface. And grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started.
1: My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Kathleen Gage, who is a vegan and plant-based lifestylist and business strategist. Send me the veggie burger no I'm just kidding. Uh, but seriously, I'm also um, I'm also vegan myself uh, so I appreciate this and believe it or not, we actually do eat really good fun, enjoyable food. It's not all raw grass. Uh, my uh, just on a personal note, my variations of various fried rice recipes have uh, won many unofficial awards.
2: I'll do the veggie burger and you'll do the rice. I think we're okay. a match made in heaven, for sure. Actually,
1: yeah. Actually, um, actually, uh, the uh, not the impossible, but the other one, uh, not impossible, but beyond, beyond, beyond. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can take those in small doses every so often. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, once in a while, they're actually really good for a change of pace. But let's speak about you. Uh, Kathleen, you're passionate about working with those committed to the vegan life, mm-hmm. uh, driven to make a difference for ethical, vegan, and plant-based businesses and associations who are beyond ready, <laughs> beyond, to be seen and heard in a big way. So for our listeners, a little bit more about Kathleen. She's the host of the Plant-Based Eating for Health podcast, something I'm mm-hmm. have to subscribe to, who has authored over 20 books A master of creating digital info products, Kathleen has been working online for over two decades. She's a hobbyist runner, having completed her first full marathon at the age of 61. A sprint triathlon is 64, and a 67 is just getting started. She lives in central Oregon in what she calls a slice of heaven with a slew of rescued critters. And we might get a visit from Princess Alessandra, my office supervisor. Let's see how this goes. Kathleen Gage, welcome aboard.
2: Adam, it is great to be here. I'm so excited. And, you know, I want to add one thing. I did start another podcast show. It's called Vegan Visibility. So there's a distinction between the
1: two shows. Great, great, great. So the first question is... And we've touched on it briefly, but let's get your detailed answer. How does the work you do make a world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large?
2: Wow. Okay. Real simple answer. We're saving the planet, we're saving the animals, and we're improving health. Really, you know, that in a nutshell. And the big one for me now is really compassion to animals.
1: Yeah. You know, people ask me what made me go in that direction. I tell them I saw the films.
2: Yeah. And, and some people say, Oh, I, I can't watch the films because then I'd have to give up meat. It's like, well, that's kind of the idea. And I didn't start out as a vegan. I actually started out as a plant based eater. I didn't want to be a yeah. crazy vegan. I am now a crazy vegan and I love well, it. Well,
1: I'm not, oh, I'm not crazy. I mean, I'm crazy about it in oh, a sense. I are. love it, but I'm not crazy <laughs> with others. But I have a big, I have a big live and let live about it because I'm not big on telling people what to do. So if I was sitting next to, uh, if I was sitting with a, a steak lover, and uh, we just have to find a steakhouse that had a, a vegan menu, which most of them do these days, by the way. They do, and uh, and uh, you know they'll, they'll be there with their New York strip, and I'll be there with my cauliflower steak. And the only thing I'm going to say to them, if I say anything at all, is, did they cut that? Did they cut and serve that to your satisfaction? Because I want to show by example and let them ask questions of me. Now, as Absolutely. long as they're asking questions in the right format, because here's where we as crazy vegans sometimes. <sighs> And it's ironic because we're supposedly the ones that are preaching, preaching, preaching. But people won't shut up about it when we're out with our friends. Uh, So sometimes if I go so far as to say, hey, uh, if I'm not salad to my server, could you make sure there's no cheese on that? Next thing you know, are you vegan? And then they start asking me 25 questions about it. When really all I want to do is enjoy with friends. I don't care if you have a burger. Have a burger. I'm going to have what I'm going to have. I'm not here to convert you. Uh, So eventually I get to the point where I say, you want to keep asking me these questions or do you want me to tell you where your burger came from
2: there? Okay. And now you've gotten to the heart of why I do what I do because, um, you know, it, it, it's the more I learn and the more I know about factory farming, the harder it is for me not to hope they engage me in a conversation because I'm not going to judge them and say, Oh, you're a bad, bad person. Because that's a, that's a conception. That's a conception. They think
1: we're judgmental. I'm not judgmental at all. Um, right. I merely want to show an example. I mean, you wanna you wanna have a steak, have a steak. Uh if you uh if you want to if you want to rethink that, ask me questions.
0: Absolutely. But that's what I
1: mean, but as I asked asked 20 questions, they asked, so does being vegan mean that uh, you still eat chicken? Uh or I don't know how I could pause. How do you go to Thanksgiving dinner and there's turkey? It's like, well, easy. Goodness <laughs> <laughs> gracious. Because there's I because I, 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 I have that mindset if I serve by example. You're either mm-hmm. curious about it or you're not. I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm I have information that's available if people want it.
2: Absolutely. Well, and that's why I have two podcast shows. That's why I have a Facebook. That's where I was going with this. That's where blog. I was going with this, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you are so you are an advocate. You are a voice. Very much so. And, you're doing, much
2: so. Such, and you're doing it in such
1: you're doing it such a way where you invite people to a conversation that's in a space optimized for that conversation.
2: Well, let me give you kind of an example. I just went through a training with Jody, who is the founder of Live Kindly, and they yeah. get 24 million views a month. I mean, it's outrageous. Uh-huh. And she started four years ago and she said they. she really gave a lot of thought to the fact that it, now she's vegan and she didn't want to eliminate the people who might be encouraged to try veganism or plant-based yeah. eating so their platform is set up where it's not a vegan platform although there are a lot of vegan topics on it now my that's show great. on the flip side on both my podcast shows if you're going to be a guest on my show 100 vegan that's the rule i and now if you're a listener i don't care i want to Uh, raise awareness but as my Mm -hmm. guests I there's a certain criteria and I've branded it that way and it's working beautifully that way
1: yeah and uh, and segmentation is very important so Mm -hmm. just very briefly if you could just encapsulate very quickly you mentioned you have two podcasts but if you just quickly answer the question what do you do
2: Oh, my gosh. What I do, and let's we'll put it into business. What I do in business is I, mean. I help my clients raise their visibility in front of their market. That's, yeah. in a nutshell, what I do. Now, that could be through being on podcast shows, starting a podcast show, writing a book, going out and doing speaking engagements, which, you know, hopefully that's going to change pretty soon where we can yep. do it again. But it's all about visibility. That's what I do.
1: Fantastic. In your experience, what are three of the most common questions that people ask, like the FAQs?
2: Oh, wow. You know, and well, it's changing because I've had my business 27 years and it's only been recently that I decided to, no pun intended, put my stake in the ground and say, (laughs) this is what I do. And so, you know, some of the most common questions would be, do I have to be a hundred percent vegan to work with you? No, not necessarily to be on my show. Yes. Um, that would be one question. Another one is, well, is there really that big of a market for vegan businesses? That would be another question that. I have been asked, and how long will it take me to make money? That's always a question that, you know, how how long will it take to recoup my investment? And I can't answer that because it's based on somebody's uh, drive and determination. I've had clients that within, I had one client recently, that it was about a $4,000 contract within the first week, she made $8,000 based on what I taught her. And, you know, that's a great return where other people have invested substantial amounts and they do nothing. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to have to fire you because this just isn't working.
1: Understood. What are three questions you wish they would ask?
2: Uh, what will it take for me to be successful? That would be okay. a good question because then I can set the platform there. Another one would be uh, what kind of uh, marketing material do I need and what do I need to do to lay my foundation? So those would be three really good questions.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's shift gears a little bit. And this is the part where we get to have some fun. Uh, first of all, Kathleen, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you?
2: Oh, gosh, that know me. Um, Okay, here's one that, and it's only recently come up because I'm I'm starting to experience people that are stopping conversations when I walk in the room because they're talking about something they think I'm going to judge them on, and that hurts my feelings. It's like, include me in the... I, I've had it happen about three times in the last few days, and I'm like, okay, what am I doing to attract that? So that would be something that would surprise them.
1: That's why I did the little interjection, which was a little bit outside our plan about... What does it mean to be a quote-unquote preachy vegan? And what I meant Mm -hmm. by the 20 questions is, you know, if I'm just hanging out with my friends, I'm not here to convert you. Right. Do what you want to do. But there is a time and a place where if you're curious about this, I'll speak with you separately about it. I just don't want to be peppered with questions laced with sarcasm while I'm trying to enjoy my rabbit food.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know, we recently (laughs) Yeah, and I joke about that. Yeah. We had some family members come up and uh, it was my my nephew and his wife and baby and a couple other family members. And I did all the cooking. They were shocked that I didn't use any meat. They were like, this is really good. I mean, we had lasagna, we had spaghetti, we had tacos, we had just a whole slew of food. And they're like, this is how vegans eat? It's absolutely.
1: Yeah, I had that experience with my brother-in-law, a big uh, meat eater guy. He goes on hunting trips. Uh, He has developed recipes for venison Mm -hmm. Uh, so a little bit different than how we do things he got one sample of one of my vegetable fried rice recipes and he's he said oh you guys do eat good and he wanted the recipe
2: i i have a good friend who just published a book a hundred uh slow cook recipes that are all plant-based and there's no meat at all in it
1: it's amazing It's it, it's just amazing what we can do. I mean, uh it's so so when I made the transition, some folks say, "Oh, I could never give up hamburgers. I could never give up steak." Well, the way I did it is even though I recognized there's no way I wanted to be associated with meat anymore, I knew if I just went cold turkey that physiologically it might cause me some issues. So I right. adopted a very assertive weaning off schedule. So I started with, you know, two days on, five days off, and et cetera, et cetera, oh, okay. and work my way down. And I set a goal of it taking five weeks for me to get there. I actually got there in three. And here's the reason nice. why. Here's the reason why. I got so excited about my new discoveries, I stopped thinking about the bacon burger. I just wasn't thinking about it anymore. I was thinking about all these new things I got to do. So no, I didn't have a requiem. This is my last New York strip steak. This is right. my last rack of ribs. I just thought differently. I, 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 I looked, I looked toward the personality, the well, personalities and possibilities.
2: Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting because you do start looking at things differently. Your mind, yeah. your mind literally does change. It gets rewired. It, it's yeah. the, it's the most bizarre thing.
1: Yeah. And part of where people fail is they, they just say, okay, well, I saw that film. I will never touch meat again. Your body may not be ready for that. Exactly, As in, intellectually challenging as that will be for you. So you may need a process of weaning off. But when you frame it the right way, you can really speed that up. as been my absolutely,
2: experience. absolutely, yeah. And if you know, it's just about decision. So I yeah. go ahead. I'm I, next question.
1: Next question.
2: Okay, what go ahead. Ho- and the what? next question is.
1: And the next question is: What do you hope people say about you when you're not there to hear it?
2: You know, I hope that they say that she's a really vibrant woman, that she lives fully, regardless of what I'm doing. Like, I, I just got back from the grocery store, and when I'm at the grocery store, I like to engage people. I love helping elderly people at the store. You know, they can't yeah. reach something on the shelf. So I, I really hope people just say that I live fully and I'm kind.
1: If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done or one thing you've experienced, what would it be and why? Why?
2: You know, I would change the people that I hurt when I was drinking and drugging. I've been sober for 37 years. And, Congratulations. You know, thank you. And I, I did hurt a lot of people. And there's a few situations that I, if I could change it, I would. But then I wouldn't be the person I am. But uh, but for the grace of God, I never killed anybody, never ended up paralyzed, you know. And, and those are real issues that alcoholics deal with.
1: Yeah, I've had friends who were major drug users and, uh, and, uh you know, like one in particular, he did five million dollars worth of coke in three years. Amaz- amaz- amazed he was still amazed he was amazed he was still alive. alive. So he he the way he handled it is uh, you know as he went through his later life, and if he noticed that so- he wasn't connecting with somebody or they seemed hostile, uh, he would say. Did we meet between 1980 and 1984? And if so, what do I need to apologize for?
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of wreckage that we have in the past. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, that's why I I think my life is so simple today because it's about gratitude. It's about appreciating when I have a rich refrigerator full of food uh, because I literally ended up on the streets. And yeah, uh, so, you know.
1: Yeah. So what famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you got that opportunity, what question would you have for them?
2: I I would like to meet Maya Angelou. And I would just ask her about her mindset because she actually ended up in a place in life where she was a prostitute and she was a madame. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I knew that. It's in a lot of her books. And Mm -hmm. I just find her to be the most fascinating person, alive or dead. And I would love to sit across from her, have a cup of tea, and just you know find out what, what makes you tick.
1: What motivates you and inspires you to keep going when you have a challenge or are facing a tough time?
2: I love that question. And what keeps me going is remembering what life used to be like when I made poor decisions. And today I'm so blessed. And even, you know, like when the pandemic hit and literally overnight, a big chunk of my business fell by the wayside because I'm a keynote speaker and I look at the blessings I have and no matter what, I can figure it out because it's just one day at a time, one step at a time.
1: You know, when that when that bug first came out, um, the way I looked at it, uh, I'm so far on in the introvert scale. They had to make a new thing over on the left just for me. And I thought, oh, cool. I don't have to explain why I don't want to go anywhere for six weeks. You know, it's so amazing
2: because a lot of us, even as extroverts, there's like myself, I have a huge introvert side to me and I yeah. love being on my own. I go running on a regular basis. I like going mm-hmm. down to the river and and so I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, finally, and I know you have uh, something you want to share with our listeners and I'll explain that to them in just a minute. But in general, right now, what is an action or a step that you would like our listeners to take as soon as we wrap up here?
2: I would love them to go to Amazon and get the book "The World Peace Diet" by Dr. Will Tuttle read it and just consume what the message that he has to give so that would be the one thing that I would encourage people to do
1: The World Peace Diet by Dr. will Tuttle.
2: yes, it's all about okay. the energy of the food we put into our body.
1: I just want to say that out loud, so thank you. this is fantastic and you know first of all, thank you so much for joining us today and before we all go, I just want to uh reveal to our listeners you have a little something for us, and that is going to be located at www.powerupforprofits.com forward slash checklist. Let me say that a little slower for the people who are out jogging, www.powerupforprofits.com forward slash checklist. And uh, I'm just I'm just practicing the old days back when we used to leave voicemails and you say the number the second time really really slow. If you're on brilliancepluspassion seeing this episode or you're on one of our social networks, it has a video component to it. You see it in a little stripe on the screen right now. Anyway, what you are going to find there is, as I look in my own notes, it is going to be a complimentary resource, a podcast appearance checklist if you are looking to get more involved in podcasting speaking as the founder of the reach system i encourage you to check this out i've seen it myself it's fantastic and uh i even when i'm speaking with folks who work in spaces similar to mine i love to celebrate their successes and their resources because rising tides boil all ships
2: Absolutely, and and I'd love to add: get the checklist, learn how to be a guest on a show, and then go to Adam to learn how to start a show. There's your there's your secret sauce.
1: Look at that! Look at that! It's it's a success. All right. So with that, Kathleen Gage, thank you again. It's been an honor, and believe me, in education.
0: Thank you so much. This has been delightful, Adam. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Fashion podcast.